You're listening to the Toolstation Western League podcast with Ian Knockholds and Tom Hiscott. Welcome, listeners, to episode four of the Toolstation Western League podcast with me, Ian Knockholds, and I am delighted to be joined on the line by the author of the bulletin. It is, of course, Tom Hiscott. Hello, Tom. How are you? Hey there. Yeah, doing very well, thanks. Yourself? Yeah, very good. Did you have a nice weekend? Yeah, I did, yeah. Um, not too bad at all, to be honest. So, yeah, um, didn't get out to uh, a whole deal, but out to, uh, yeah. You were busy keeping across all of the football results as they oh, were coming in from across yeah. the Western League so you could compile your yeah. outstanding bulletin. <laughs> Something like that, yeah. Excellent. Very busy at the moment, so, yeah. Well, I I decided um, I, I, I I hesitate to admit what I was doing at the weekend because because um, I was um, I was having a dalliance with Southern League football, oh. um, but but given the amount of time I'd spent watching Melksham in recent years, I felt it was only mm. right to watch their first um, first league match as a Southern League side. Um, Good win. Uh, yes, they did. They managed to get over the line. So that's a little bit of history um, uh, for them, of course, um, long-serving Western League club. So uh, there is hopefully a, a, a albeit tenuous link um, with the podcast there. But anyway, they did they did get off to a, a winning start. And I have to say, um, you know, many of the familiar faces that um, will have been seen by Western League fans, um, you know, they've still got the... Um, uh, that very strong core of uh, of those players, they've retained them. So it'd be very interesting to see how those players manage to get on with the quality um, uh, in the um, uh, you know in the Southern League. So um, yes, anyway, well, good luck to them um, this season, of course. But we really should talk about matters in the um, uh, in the Western League this week. It's Wiltshire Week, Tom. We've got um, we've got uh, Westbury and Warminster um, interviews with their managers um, coming up. In um, uh, in this in this week's edition, um, but we start by having a look at the uh, the fixtures last week. Of course, having a look back to see how our sides got on, and um, and we start in the FA Cup. Yeah, indeed, uh, five matches. I think it was uh, during the midweek last week. So three on Tuesday and a couple on Wednesday. Uh, three of them were uh, involving uh, clashes between all tall stations uh, Western League sides. So uh, on Tuesday we had Howland. Uh, knocking out Longwell Green, a 1-0 win there with Daryl Charman scoring the only goal. Uh, then the following evening they played at Columpton uh, because of obviously Wellington having to share the cricket ground so this time of the season unable to, to play football at home so they took their match against Bridport to Columpton and uh, yeah it was Bridport who ran out 3-0 winners there uh, with a brace from Oscar Latus. Uh, there was a 3-0 win also for Willand over Shepton uh, with goals from Josh Searle, Luke Olden and Jed Harper-Penman. Uh, and then in the other the clashes on Tuesday, Canesham unfortunately went down to a, a 3-1 defeat at home to Bodmin Town. Uh, but there was better news for Chipping Sodbury Town, who came through after extra time, uh, beating Reading City 2-1. So, yeah, uh, congratulations to those sides. I think they're back in action this weekend in the FA Cup. So, yeah, um, plenty of cup action to, to start the season off. Absolutely. We'll be looking at those upcoming FA Cup fixtures um, later in the podcast, of course. But also pleasing to see that there were some pretty healthy um, gates at those games. And, of course, that all-Western League um, tie between Willand and, uh, and Shepton, uh, Shepton Mallet there, 157 people at that on a Wednesday evening. Uh, Willand going very well. But I'm sure we will talk a bit more about Willand um, uh, uh, shortly um, because we're now going to look at the fixtures on Saturday, the 18th of August, uh, in the Premier Division. And you and I had a real real task, didn't we, trying to pick out those, um, those sort of standout games because there was so much yeah. quality and so, so, so much interest uh, this, uh, so early in the season. Yeah, I mean, it's tough to, obviously, we're trying to trim, trim the podcast down a bit, so it's tough to, to sort of uh, tick games off and say we can't really 
but we don't want to mention them. But um, yeah, picking a sort of um, a list of ones we do want to mention more than others is getting more and more difficult because there is plenty going on, plenty of goals, plenty of talking points. So yeah, it's good to. That's a good thing, I guess. So yeah, uh, hopefully we keep keeping everyone entertained. Excellent. Well, a side that's certainly keeping everybody entertained is Bitten. I mean, they took on a Hangrove Athletic side who, you know, have been, you know, they're, they're now well established and a strong team uh, in the Premier Division, but um, Bitten made light work of them at the weekend. Yeah, scoring plenty of goals. Uh, Bitten, a 5 0 victory for them uh, on the weekend against Hangrove, as you mentioned. Um, yeah, a dominant first half. Uh, goals from Ibrahima Diallo, Kane Ingram, and Mario Mateus uh, before the break, giving them a pretty an uh, available 3-0 lead uh, and then it was Josh Egan and top scorer Ben Bamman he's proved uh, a brilliant signing so far yeah, leading Bitten to their third straight league win uh, and a 5-0 win yeah, at home to Hengrove um, Two big gates uh, at Bridgewater and Bridport um, uh, only could see draws those sides Bridgewater drawing one all with Cadbury Heath and uh, Bridport drawing with Bradford Town um, but um, Westbury they've, um, they've made an impressive start to life in the Premier Division haven't they Tom? Yeah, no, no slowing up for them. Obviously, a really good season last year, and they've yeah taken that form through into the Premier Division so far. I think this was their first away game, uh, but it's a third straight league win for them, a 4-0 uh, triumph away at Bridlington. Uh, Callum Denk is uh, scoring twice for them, uh, a good signing in, in the off-season, it seems. Uh, and there was also goals uh, late on from Ricky Holbert and then Waleed Bacali. So, yeah. Uh, a 4-0 win away from home for West Brom and Bridlington. Well, I don't need much of an excuse to speak to um, fellow Pompey fan, Neil Kirkpatrick. He's, of course, part of the managerial team at West Brie, along with his uh, along with his son, Joe. And um, I started by asking Neil about his expectations and going into this, their first Premier Division campaign. Um, well, initially, I was thinking, you know, we'll take the team that won the championship with us Maybe add, maybe add a couple of people, you know, and, and strengthen, and um, everything will be sweet, and it will be a nice, easy summer. Um, but how wrong was that? Uh, as I say, pre-season has been carnage for us. Well, you seem to have made, a, a, well, you have made a, a fantastic start to the um, um, to the season. We are going to talk about that in a minute. But you, you must have, you've made, you've made the best of a bad lot then, by the by the looks of it. Yeah, um, yeah, we have, and we've sort of. Stumbled across a few things, uh, as I say, pre-season with people on holidays, players leaving, reserve team manager leaving. Um, as I say, it was just the preparation we felt was terrible. But literally, as I say, from the first game, we've almost had most most of the squad available, um, and we've we've picked up results. Um, you know, every game we've played so far, yes, we've won four. They, they were all. You know, games that could have gone either way. I mean, we we use people who watch a lot of Western League football, of course, will be used to the fact that, you know, unfortunately, some you can be victims of your own success. You know, sides that have got um, quality players are often um, seduced to go elsewhere, and it and it can be very difficult to to, to hold on to the um, to, to hold on to the squad. Um, it, obviously, you you would have preferred um, to have. To have kept hold of the um, um, to, to get hold of the squad that got you up, but I mean, have you been able to limit the damage? I mean, are we looking at wholesale changes at Westbury this season? Um, we've lost, I think, five. Yeah, there's five of last season's squad or regular lads that played regularly have gone to Bradford. Um, so, you know, that's a fair chunk, but um, equally. 
the lads we brought in have, have just slotted in seamlessly, as, as you can see by the results, really. Um, and, and the group, you know, the group we've got together uh, uh, have just gelled tremendously well. Obviously, it's early days. Um, you know, I'm just delighted we've got a few points on the board because, as I say, two, three weeks ago, um, you know, we were just thinking, well, this is a nightmare. Where are we going to pick points up from? <laughs> We we talk about the goal scorers regularly on the uh, on on the podcast, and in fairness, you've been you know you've been in impressive goal scoring form, and we'll talk about the Brislington game in a minute. But I mean, if we look at the players that you've brought in this season, I, I, I mean, are there any names out there that the, uh, that the the supporters should be looking out for? I think it's it's, it's really across the the whole squad. Really, we've we've brought in um, Ed Baldy, goalkeeper from Oddown. Um, who is working alongside last season's keeper, Lewis Porter, who is stepped up to be goalkeeping coach at the club now. Um, Ian Jeffers from Radstock, who's a hugely experienced player. You know, he's played at Melksham, I think, when they won the title a few years ago, not when they got promoted. Um, Waleed Bakali, who we've picked up from Trowbridge and District Football, who played for me at um, Trowbridge many years ago. Um, and then we've also added youngster Callum Dempkiff from who was banging goals in at Melksham Reserves last year, and Will Stead also from Radstock. So that, I mean that is that is a lot of um, obviously players to integrate. Um, but uh, yeah. you've got a I mean you've got a, a smattering of sort of youth and experience there, and I imagine that um, you know given the disruption that you've had, that's been important in the dressing room. Definitely, yeah, definitely. Um, I mean we've got a. Uh, quite a, you know the coaching team. Uh, there's obviously myself and Joe, but Joe's, Joe's been playing in every game this season. Um, but we've also got um, Luke Smith, who does a lot of the coaching work. Um, Barry Bobcat Crease, who you know he's been with me at Larkhall, and you know those guys, they, they're experienced lads as well. So uh, as well as a couple of the older players in the dressing room, you know Ricky Holbert's been around the block. He'll hate me for saying that. <laughs> um, his brother Stevie has stepped up. Is captain this season, um, and Ian Jeffers has is, is, got you know really good experience at that level, and is a, I suppose, a calming influence on some of the younger lads. I mean, you've had three home games um, to start off um, uh, your campaign this season. Do you think that helped? Yeah, quite possibly. Although we didn't, we didn't get to play on the pitch in pre-season because we'd re-turfed the goalmouths, and obviously, I know everybody had problems with their pitches, but. So we didn't play a home game. We were on the road. I think we played seven pre-season games, uh, and we were on the road every week anyway. Um, and also, we never had the same side in one friendly. With um, I think six of our lads were on a stag week in Vegas, uh, other holidays, various other things. As I say, pre-season was just a, a complete nightmare. I mean, that's one of the player availability and the fact that we are in the holiday season um, yep. is often something that I talk about early in the season with the managers because they, you know, it's it's often not an excuse, but but it's something that is referenced when um, um, sides when when perhaps the form book tips itself on its head. But of course, actually, we're that early in the season; we don't really have a have a form book. And by the sounds of it, even though you've had disruption. The fact that you've been able to start with uh, uh, or have availability with with a core group of players, do you think that's that's helped you hit the ground running in the Premier Division? Definitely. I mean, we've well, we've got two lads who are still on holiday this week. Um, we've had, I mean, Will Stead had a three-game ban carried over from last year, so he's not played yet. 
So it's, it's about building a squad, um, which we think we've done now. I mean, uh, we just signed a young lad, Morgan Skip from Radstock, who um, hugely talented young lad. And I, you know, I like I like young, energetic players. And as you say, try and blend that with a bit of experience is usually a good mix. Well, you had a very good win at the weekend. It was eye-catching yeah. for me. I mean, Brislington are a side, they, you know, they blow, in recent seasons, they've blown hot and cold in the Premier Division. But on their day, um, I've got a sneaking suspicion, I actually watched them beat Melksham um, last season. On their day, they can give anybody a game. But, um, but the, you know, you, you, you took all, all three points in impressive style. Yeah, the, the score line probably didn't reflect. I mean, I said to the, the couple of their guys, you know, they didn't deserve a 4-0 beating at, at 1-0 down. They caused us a lot of problems. Um, keeper made a couple of great saves. And once we got the second, then, to be fair, we were we were ruthless, really, um, which is great, right? which is what we want. But equally, you know, had they taken a chance or two, it would have been a different story. And, and every game we've played in, I mean, I think that's the difference between the First Division and the Premier Division. Every game has been one of those. It could have gone either way. You know, luckily for us, it's gone our way. So, looking ahead, uh, tonight uh, you're in action against um, Shortwood. They've had to endure a terrible start to their life in the, in the Western League, but um, you can't imagine that that will go on indefinitely. So, I mean, do you know what? Do you know much about what you're going to encounter tonight? No, other than what I've read, really, that, they're, that they've obviously had to regroup and they've got a lot of really good young, young players. So, but they will win. They'll beat somebody um, and we've got to make sure it's not us. And they will, they'll adapt to, you know, they will adapt and I'm sure they'll get in probably a couple of older heads as well. They, I see they've got a new assistant manager starting tonight. So it's, it's, it's all about our attitude on the night, really. We've just got to go there and get the job done. I mean, as I said to you before, um, getting points on the board this early is critical for us. I mean, if you look at our, after our FA Vars game in a couple of weeks, the next, the run of fixtures then are so unforgiving. I think we've got Willand, uh, Bitten, Parkway, Odd Downer, I think will be a decent side this year. So, you know, we, we're just all about establishing ourselves, you know, avoiding relegation and hopefully upsetting one or two um, bigger sides along the, uh, along the way. You've got a bit of cup football to look forward to as well, haven't you? You've got Saltash on Saturday and then you've got a trip to the Isle of Wight uh, the following week. Is that a welcome distraction for you? Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, Two fantastic competitions um, that we want to, you know, the FA Cup, everybody knows, obviously there's a lot more money in that this season, which for a club of our stature, it helps, it just helps set the club up for the next couple of years if we can get a win on Saturday. Um, but that's going to be a tough game, you know, Saltash, they're flying in their league. Uh, but one of the lads knows somebody, is it a Dolphin, Godolphin uh, Athletic? So we're going to try and try and get a bit of information on them but um, we do know they're a good outfit but you know it's a winnable game and then a trip to the Isle of Wight in the Vars which you know that's a competition we'd love to have a, a good run in last year we uh, probably remember with the four substitute oh, fiasco yes. last year uh, that cost us probably having a decent run in that last year Yes, you're, 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 you're a team that often in, engages in controversy, it would be, it would be fair to say. <laughs> I mean, it's, always, it's obviously always worth um, watching you, and I know you're, um, you're well supported. I think you're averaging about 128 at home um, this season, so you've got to be pleased with that. 
Oh, definitely. I mean, when we took it on, well, what was it uh, February of, before the before last season? I think the gates were about twenty five thirty, so we got it up to just under a hundred last year. Um, and it's as you say, there were one hundred twenty eight, hundred twenty nine the first couple. Well, the FA Cup games, interestingly, was quite low against Cribs, which was strange. But um, you know, it's holiday season, and then I think. Yeah, Melksham were at home, Bradford were at home, Warminster were at home, you know, all the local sides yeah. were at home that day. So, uh, but yeah, it's good, you know, and, you know, you're guaranteed to watch a game because whoever we're playing, we're going to go out and have a go. And that's the other beauty of the disrupted pre-season because it's meant we actually tried different formations. So, you know, our three league games, we played three different formations this year because we see ourselves under no pressure, whereas last year we felt... We had to win every game this yeah. year. We can try, we can go out and experiment. So, you know, it's great because the players, the lads that we brought in, and the side we've got, they've all adapted to the three different formations. So, you know, for different opposition, we might do different things, which is great. Well, you're certainly making a good fist of these opening weeks in the um, in the Premier Division, and uh, you've um, you've 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 done very well to play with the hand that you've been dealt, because clearly you've experienced a lot of disruption. Well, one one final question um, for you, Neil, and that is: um, Do you think that Westbury will keep up their winning run longer than Portsmouth will? Oh, I haven't been a Pompey fan for all my life. I, I certainly hope so, because you know as well as I do, they're liable to... They'll probably get beaten at Rovers tonight anyway, so, um, yeah, just hope that we don't slip up tonight. And, um... and my thanks to Neil for his time. Now, moving on in the uh, in the Premier Division, we, we go to Clevedon Town, who um, recorded a, a good win at home to Shepton Mallet. Yeah, indeed. Uh, back-to-back league wins now uh, for Cleveland. Uh, 2-0 triumph at home to Shepton Mallet. Uh, and it was goals, uh, firstly from Jack Seller, a fine solo effort from him, uh, and then a penalty from Alex Cam, uh, Cam sorry, uh, making it 2-0. And that was, yeah, that's how it stayed. So another, another win for Cleveland. Not a bad start to the season for them. Parkway's good form continued away with a win at Cribs. Um, but Odd Down, um, they were in action as well. Your very own Odd Down, Tom. <laughs> Yeah, my local side uh, here in Bath. Uh, a 2-1 win uh, home to Wellington. So that's their first three points of the season, which I'm sure they'll be happy about. Uh, Jake Elliott had put them ahead, uh, but then Wellington managed to get back on level terms. Uh, a penalty from Jack Bryant midway through the second half, uh, and it looked to be headed towards a draw. Uh, but then, yeah, stoppage time stoppage time came, and Adnan Hiroli scored a, a fair few last season. Uh, yeah, he struck struck pretty late on, and, yeah, gave up down the 2-1 win. So, yeah, they're, they're off and running the season, which is good to see. Well, I, I was a bit conflicted because I uh, obviously we've spoken to Neil um, Kirkpatrick um, for this week's podcast, but I could very easily have spoken to Andy Gurney, the, the manager at Roman Glass St George, because they had a fantastic win at home. Of course, they got promoted last season as well as along with uh, along with Westbury. They, they were in um, uh, winning ways, uh, you know, against a team that you and I had tipped at the beginning of the season, Buckland Athletic. Yeah, still unbeaten in the league this season, Roman Glass up in up in fourth in those early days. But yeah, a terrific 4-1 win at home uh, for them over Buckland. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was a hat-trick from Ryan Radford, which was pretty much the uh, story in this one, all coming after half-time. Uh, debutant Rick Davis had fired the home side ahead uh, before Radford then, yeah, added his, uh, his first on the hour mark to make it 2-0. Uh, Les Affle pulled a goal back uh, from the spot for, for Buckland, but it was, uh, yeah, Radford and, and Roman Glass who pushed on. He scored twice more in the final half-hour. Uh, yeah, to complete his treble and make it a 4-1 win for Roman Glass, a 
pretty good afternoon for that. A good afternoon. I would have liked to have seen more than 48 people at that game. Because, um, yeah, um, I mean, obviously those are two sides that are, you know, very good sides. I mean, you've treated to five goals there. And, um, you know, I think if, you're, if your team isn't at home at the moment, then Roman Glass is one of those sides that might be worth going and having a watch because they are... You know, they're, they're doing good things. They're, they're continuing the good work from last season. That's, that's good to see. I mean, one side that's, um, well, um, really struggling to, to find their feet in the um, in the Western League is, is Shortwood, and, and they suffered another heavy defeat, didn't they, Tom? Yeah, indeed. It's not, not looking good for them, obviously. Naturally, they can, can turn things around. Uh, both ends of the pitch not um, been too promising so far, but, yeah, uh, a 6-0 loss for them this weekend uh, home to Hallam. Uh, Aaron Anglin and Daryl Charman uh, both scoring braces for the away side. Uh, and there was also goals from George Binding and Carl Thomas. So, yeah, uh, good afternoon for Hallam. But, yeah, unfortunately not looking too strong at the moment, the Shortwood. So, yeah, hopefully they can pick things up in, in the coming weeks. And finally, in the Premier Division, Will and Rovers continued their fantastic start um, at home to Chipping Sodbury. Yeah, Will and doing really well. Uh, one of the three sides to one all three of their matches so far. So, yeah. Uh, Josh Searle and Luke Olden uh, firing them into a two-goal lead pretty early on in this one against Chipping Sodbury. Uh, George Box did then uh, score twice uh, to, to level things uh, to make it yeah to all at the break. But then uh, Angus Wilson, he was the main man after half-time for Willand. Uh, he scored, scored both, I believe, uh, after the break to, to make it 4-2 to Willand. And yeah, they continue on the merry way. But not a bad performance from Chipping Sodbury in, in, in George Box. They have got a, a goal scorer at this level, so I'm, I think things will turn around for them pretty quickly. We need some supplies for tomorrow. Oh, what's that? It's the helping hand from Tool Station. But it's a... A hand, yes. It's showing me around the Tool Station website. Nice. Yeah. I've selected paints, cables, sealant and plumbing fittings. I can check up to the minute stock, hit this button, thanks hand, and it's ready to collect in 20 minutes. So get out of the van. Can't the hand? It can't reach the pedals. Fair enough. Click and collect. Another helping hand from Tool Station. Your best mate for the job. Right then, we'll have a look at what's going on in the first division. And again, Tom and I had a lot of trouble trying to pick apart which um, which which matches to focus on because again, um, plenty to talk about. And we'll start off at Ashton and Backwell United, where the visitors were devices, and they've started their campaign impressively. Tom. Yeah, it looked like they might be uh, facing defeat in this one. They did go behind pretty late on. Uh, Paul Uppington uh, scoring for Ashton and Backwell, but then yeah, uh, three goals really late, fifteen minutes I believe in the last. Uh, they'd scored their three goals so yeah pretty late salvo from them uh, Tom Slater Josh Brigham and then Matt Swan uh, securing a, a win for the devices yeah and they, they take another three points but yeah it was uh, much closer than this one looked on the, on the score on the scoreboard well, the Bishops were in, were in winning ways at the weekend. Bishops Lydiard winning at home 2-1 to Telephones and um, Bishop Sutton winning on the road um, away at Carn. Um, but the next game we're going to have a look at, Tom, is Chard. They had a very impressive win away at, a, again, a team we, we like to talk about on the podcast, a, a team that plays good football. We expect big things of Cheddar this season, but, um, but Chard took all three points. They did, uh, and another team that uh, left it pretty late before wrapping up their win, uh, Adam, Adam White. <clears throat> Adam Wright breaking the deadlock for Cheddar after just three minutes to give them uh, a near perfect start but then it was Ryan Paris who equalised uh, for the visitors uh, to make it one all. Uh, James Borland was then the, the star for Cheddar scored twice in the final 20 minutes uh, to wrap up a 3-2 win away at Cheddar that is not an easy place to go I don't believe so yeah I don't think Cheddar will be losing many home games and certainly not letting in three so yeah uh, really an impressive win for, for Chard and James Borland very much the star for them scoring twice 
Now, more healthy crowds in the First Division, which is very pleasing to see, and um, second-highest attendance in the First Division was at Corsham, where the visitors were Wing Canton. Yeah, indeed, uh, and it was a, a, a good win for the home side, a 2-0 win, uh, home to Wing Canton, uh, and it was goals from Josh Bright and Jack Morris before half-time, uh, and incredibly, I know some teams have only played uh, twice and what have you, and some teams have played four and three, but Corsham are now the only undefeated team in the First Division. I mean, been a fair few draws around, obviously, but uh, yeah, in terms of defeats, they have yet to suffer one, so um, yeah, let's sit up in fifth, and yeah, another good win for them. And this result was, I was pleasantly surprised um, to see this result, because Welton Rovers, I, I didn't really give them much hope going away at Canesham, of course we know that uh, we expect them to do well, as they have been doing in recent seasons, and um, Welton didn't, haven't started brilliantly, but they did manage to take a point away from home. It is, and uh, yeah, uh, a game which uh, I think there was three red cards, and all two for the own side, and then one for Welton. Uh, but it was it was the away side who went ahead. Chris Pyle scoring from from long range. He had a pretty good season out wide for them last uh, last time round. So yeah, he put them ahead. Uh, but then Kane managed to, to salvage a point. And it was a, a Lee Pittman goal for them. Uh, yeah, and it ended one all there. I think it was nine men for for Kenshin come the end and ten for Welton. So yeah, uh, a pretty uh, uh, exciting afternoon there. Uh, yeah, in Kenshin. Yes, well, those 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 encounters are normally characterised as um, ill-tempered, an ill-tempered affair. I don't know whether that was the case or not, um, but um, clearly the um, those naughty boys will be paying for the Christmas party this uh, this year's fines galore um, there. Um, now then, Longwell Green Sports, um, they've uh, had to adjust to life in the first division after last season's relegation, and they were at home to Chippenham Park. Yeah, just their second league game of the season, Longwell Green, but they, they do have a win under the belts now, which is good to see. Uh, yeah, and uh, as you say, home to Chiffin and Park, and it was two goals, and it was Omar Simpson and Adam Young uh, leading them to the two-one win uh, at Sherlock Road. So yeah, good good win for Longwell Green Sports. Yeah, from running. Well, Oldland and Sherbourne could only manage a draw and Radstock's poor start to the season continues. They lost at home this time to Wells City. Um, but uh, we conclude our look down the First Division by having a look at um, Warminster Town. Of course, Warminster and Portishead, um, two teams that um, enjoyed a stay of execution last year as the, as the gods at the Football Association rolled the dice and decided uh, which leagues would have which teams. Well, we've, uh, we've kept Warminster and, um, and Portishead a very healthy crowd. In fact, the healthiest crowd in the First Division, 153, um, saw this, uh, this close encounter, Tom. I was going to say, it looks like a good decision that we have kept hold of, 153 people there. So, mm. yeah, certainly not sure uh, people uh, wanting to watch Warminster. And, yeah, their good start to the season continued. Uh, a 1-0 win at home to Porter's Head. Uh, Matt Minner scoring the only goal of the game to make it, yeah, three wins on the bounce. And, yeah, really impressive. I don't think many people would have uh, predicted uh, the way the table looks at the moment, a very early days. But, I mean, Bishop's Lydia, Warminster and Bishop's Sutton in the top three, that's, yeah. Uh, quite a turn up for the books, I think. So, yeah, good start for Warminster and uh, long may it continue for that. Absolutely. Well, that was all the excuse I needed to get in touch with Andy Crabtree, the Warminster manager. And I started by talking to Andy about exactly, exactly that, Tom, exactly their good start um, to this season. Well, thank you, Ian. Um, Much appreciated. It, well, it must have been it must have been um, um, a great relief in some respects because, of course, you joined the club, didn't you, at the end of last season in, in very difficult circumstances, and with the exception of the opening day, um, you've had three consecutive wins. Um, it was difficult at the end of last season, definitely. Um, it was a bit of a culture shock, to be fair, having been with Froome, you know, earlier in the season. And, 
been relatively sort of uh, good form and not losing. It came as a little bit of a culture shock. Um, but we're only young lads, and you know, with young lads, sometimes you've got to persevere. We sat down and we talked about things and we said that it was this season. We get, you know, we were lucky enough to get a reprieve. Um, and we're determined not for the same thing to happen. You know, it's still early days, you know. You know, by no means is it some overnight success because, believe you me, there's a lot of twists and turns to go yet. So, you know, we, we work hard and we'll continue to work hard every week. You, you mentioned that reprieve, and I suppose uh, it's one of those quirks of fate, isn't it, that Saturday's opponents pulled his head with the other town and um, the other team um, um, to get a reprieve. I mean, what does it mean to Warminster Town Football Club to stay in the Tool Station Western League? Oh, it's, it's you know it's everything to the club. I mean, the club. I think it's in itself a refined, you know, to go and down. The place was a bit doom and gloom, to be honest. Um, supporters were a little bit downcast um, obviously when the side's not doing very well, games reflect that, even though we're still you know, we're still getting sort of 60, 70 every week, you know um, but it would have been catastrophic really, you know you, you, it's uh, not even worth going there so well, well, we, and we don't, we don't need to. And fortunately, of course, neither do neither do Portis Head. Now, the game on Saturday was a one-nil um, win for you. Was it as close as the scoreline suggests? Oh, it was a strange game <laughs> because we did create a few chances after day, you know, and they, and they could have snatched a draw in the end. But to be fair, it probably would have been an injustice to ourselves. And I don't think they would disagree. You know, we got our noses in front, and we should have been in front before then, really. We had a couple of chances just before half-time and just before the end. But we acquitted ourselves well and trade. Some good chances, to be fair. And, and we played some good football. That was a pleasing aspect. Well, that um, that win against Portishead comes off of the back of wins against um, Sherbourne and um, and Khan. How, how important was pre-season for you? I mean, I know that sounds like a stupid question in some respects, but given the difficulties of, of last season and given the fact that, in fairness, you've started, you know, you've, you've, you've started with, with something of a bounce this season, is that because you had a good pre-season, you were able to do the business that you wanted to do? To be honest, it's an absolute nightmare because of the World Cup. <laughs> you try and get lads training on a night when there's World Cup games in Open England and wherever. I had to sort of sit down with a calendar, sit down with the fixtures of the World Cup and arrange training sessions and pre-season friendlies around it. And, um, <laughs> and I bet every other side was in the same situation. Um, because and then there's holidays and everything like that. But we we got there, you know. We had a few good training sessions and we got we got fit and we said, you know, we wanted to hit the ground running. Actually, you're absolutely right. Um, I don't think I've spoken to a manager yet who didn't say that they had a nightmare of a pre-season for, for various reasons, but perhaps you're, 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 um, you're the most honest by saying that actually one of the things that really caused a problem was, was England's success in the World Cup, so um, um, not uncommon at all. But in but terms also, of... Oh, yeah. Also, can I add, you know, the fact that we didn't know what league we were in. You know, you go and ask a player yeah. who wants to sign on for you, well, what league are you in? Um, well, I'll be quite honest, I don't know. You know, and that was right up until sort of a month before the season started. You know, we didn't know, we were in the dark. You know, thankfully, you know, the 
Johnson's and went our way. But it was difficult to attract players, so it, it put your plans all on hold, to be fair. You have been able to freshen things up a little bit. Um, for the fans out there, what are the names of the players um, that we should be looking out for at Warminster Town this season? I, I just feel, you know, the nucleus of the side is much, is much the same. It's just that they're young lads. They've had a season, season or two in the Western League, and it does take time for young lads to find their feet. You know, it's a hard physical league. Anybody that plays in it knows that. You know, it's not quite like the Wessex League, which is which is more of a, if I dare to say it, they get it down and play. <laughs> and I don't think you get time for that in the Western League. And, and, and it, you know, it's out of scale, 100 mile an hour, and you, you adapt to it, or you get left behind. Simple as that. What targets did you set for the side this season? I mean, you've been very realistic and, and measured in, in, in what you've said. I mean, for good reason, given, given the difficulties of last season. But, um, I mean, have you, have, you got a, have you got a plan for, what you want, um, for where you want the side to finish this season? Well, to be fair, after last season, <laughs> we finished first from bomb. <laughs> That's an achievement for starters. <laughs> Anything else is a bonus. You... I just don't want to be in that situation again. No, I can understand that. Um, you got Welton Rovers on Saturday, uh, and that won't be easy because um, they got a good point away at Canesham um, at the weekend. Uh, and then you've got a Wiltshire derby coming up in the Vars. That's a way to devices. Those games are always very keenly contested, aren't they? And they usually draw a very big crowd, so that must be quite exciting for the club. Oh, we're under no illusions. If the game's difficult, well, it's just like a local derby as well because it's only sort of 15 miles away, same as devices. And, and that's what the good thing about the Western League is. You play so many teams that are on your doorstep. There's so many, you know, Colmes, and you know, they're all local derbies. Yeah. You know, they're all close together. Um, and, and every game is difficult. You, if you, you know, you'd be a fool to go into a game thinking this is going to be easy. You would be absolutely stupid. <laughs> I'm not under any illusions. I, I know the next month how daunting it. You know, I've looked at the fixtures and I, and I know it's going to be difficult. And, and I know we have to prepare and we have to, you know, have good backup for players where you get injuries, you get suspensions. So, you know, I, I'm under no illusion how difficult the task is going to be. Well, you've got four... Uh, that devises games. You, it marks the first of four games um, away from uh, Weymouth Street. And, um, I mean, your support at home this season, even though we're still in the, you know, sort of the, the, the summer holiday season and you, you've got all sorts of other things to compete with, the support at home has been, has been really impressive, isn't it? I think you're averaging about 133. So that must be really good for the club. Yeah, on, on Saturday we had 153. Blimey. You know, and, and there's a lot of people with a smile on their face, you know. Um, and it's good to see you know it's great it's absolutely brilliant it's brilliant for the club we've got you know social media we've got guys involved with the club they, you know they've generated some enthusiasm and and it's nice to see people with smiles on their face on a Saturday afternoon because you know, they really had a lot to smile about so it's, you know from my point of view it's great you know and we've got a couple of results and you know but the hard work's still ahead you know, the long, hard road is ahead, and you know, with our feet are firmly on the ground, we know we know it's going to be difficult, and uh, we'll see what happens in this coming months or so. Do, do you think then that 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 aspect of the smiles on the faces? Do you think Warminster as a community 
is the sort of place that will come out and support its football team, you know, if, 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 if you give them a reason to. So, I mean, one of the things I'm very keen on is the, the size of the crowds in the Western League, and I would love to see the, the, you know, the crowds um, in, increase. So is, 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 is your, your success does seem to have been mirrored um, by, the, um, by the enthusiasm of, um, of, of the residents of Warminster. We've got a good young side, and you, as you know. If you've got young players from in, within the town, Absolutely. I'm, I'm, I'm from within Warminster, as are 95% of the players, you know, and if you're doing well, they will get behind you and they will support you. And, and that's, I, I imagine that goes the same for any other town if they've got local players playing. You know, they want us to do well, you know, we, we've, we've got some good sponsorship this year from local companies. And we just want to go forward, you know. We stood still and gone backwards for the last ten years, and now's the time to start going forward. Otherwise, we're just going to get left behind. And my thanks to Andy for his time. Now um, we'll have a look at the fixtures um, coming up. Um, uh, this uh, this week, of course, when you hear the podcast, we'll rather determine whether we're talking about matches that have already happened or are, or are yet to happen. But there are, uh, I think, three ties in particular on Tuesday, the 21st of August, that have caught your eye, Tom. Yeah, I mean, in the Premier Division, we've got the, the early pace that has bitten, but they come up against the Roman Glass uh, team that are uh, very capable of scoring a fair few goals, as they've shown so far. Uh, and then also Buckland um, probably need to... Make a better, better, better just as things. Obviously, three defeats so far, uh, and they host Bridport on uh, Tuesday night. And uh, both of those games are 7:30 kickoffs. Uh, and then in the first division, uh, we've got Cheddar uh, taking on Bishop Lydiard. Lydiard, obviously, top of the table. Uh, very early days, as we keep mentioning. But uh, yeah, uh, an interesting test for, for both sides in that one. Yep, two games on Wednesday in the Premier Division. We've got Cadbury Heath at home to Bradford Town and Plymouth Parkway entertain Wellington. But Saturday, it's all about the FA Cup, isn't it, Tom? We've got um, still plenty of sides in the FA Cup and a few, uh, a few all-tall station Western League affairs. But um, um, do you want to take us through those games? Yeah, and, and of course, yeah, yeah. So we've got the preliminary round this time, so uh, we're, we're nearly there. Uh, the, uh, yeah. First qualifying round stage, so uh, we've got Cadbury Heath, uh, they travel to take on Bobman Town. Uh, Bradford Town host Poulton Rovers, so that'd be a good game. Uh, we've got Buckland Athletic hosting Mangotsfield. Cheddar take on Yate. Uh, Chipping Sudbury Town, uh, after coming through an extra time obviously during the week, they travel to take on Easington Sports. We've got Halland versus Bridport. Uh, we've got Plymouth Parkway hosting Larkhall from Bath. Uh, Bitten travel to take on Portland United. Uh, Westbury United hosts Saltash. And finally, Willand, uh, they host Street. You don't think Bitten are going to play Portland Timbers, do you? <laughs> that would be a tougher affair, I'm sure. That uh, would be, wouldn't it? I'd wonder if Portland United have, have jumped on that marketing bandwagon and they've got a, they've got a lumberjack with a very large really piece of been. wood. We'll have to ask the um, the Bitten manager um, next week. But, um, yeah, good luck to all of our sides. Interesting, actually, isn't it, to see that um, a few familiar faces, um, Street returning um, to take on Willand. Um, I reckon that will be a really spicy affair because I'm not sure that Street, if Street got the better of Willand last season, obviously obviously Street ran away with the, with the Premier Division last season, but memory serves me correctly, they got their backsides handed to them 
early in the season in a cup game, I don't know whether it was the FA Cup or the Vars, by Willand Rovers. So um, that's the sort of thing that I know will, will, will have lodged in Richard Fay's memory banks and um, he will be looking to put right that particular wrong. So I reckon that will be an absolute crack. And, of course, Willand have started fantastically, haven't they, this season? Yeah. So, um, yeah, I think if, um, if you're looking for a game to go to, that could, that could easily be the one. Um, we've got two matches on in the Premier Division. Bridgewater Town take on Brislington and Cribs entertain Clevedon Town. And we've got three in the First Division as well, Tom. Do you want to rattle us through those? Yeah, of course. Yeah. So, uh, good start for Bishop's Lydia. They uh, have caution. Uh, we've got Porter's Head versus Radstock, and then finally Warminster hoping to continue their good start. They host Welton. Yeah, that Bishop's Lydiard Corsham game already in the um, mm. you know even at this early stage of the season that's um, that that could be um, a really interesting one to see who comes out on top there. Tom, thank you ever so much for your time and all of course all of the the hard work you put into the bulletin. Um, where can the um, um, the, uh, the the listeners um, find the bulletin? That should be on the website now. I think on the homepage, uh, and then also there's a Excellent stuff. And of course, have you been um, writing your words for the non league paper this week? Step five and six. Uh, so, looking at yeah, the uh, Premier Division, uh, that should be nestled in there somewhere. Looking back on the, yeah, the games that happened last weekend. Excellent. Tom, thank you very much for your time. And um, I look forward to catching up with you this time next week when we, uh, we will be looking back on that FA Cup preliminary round action on uh, the Tool Station Western League podcast. <laughs>